Hey everyone, Charles here. And first of all, thank you for stopping by my podcast. If this show inspires you, makes you think, or gives you that courage to jump into action, please help by donating to this show. Click the link in the description and donate. Your donation helps us with production and finding great guests moving forward. Thank you and enjoy. You know you should be doing something different, right? Hey, I'm talking to you. Do you believe that you have the gift for greatness or have a special talent, but don't have the courage to take that next step? Always wondering how others made it look so easy? Well, welcome to Jump, the show that will bring you special guests just like you and me. How did they get the courage to jump into greatness? Doing what they love and living the good life. So get ready to jump with your host, Charles Matthews Jr., Good morning, everybody. How are you doing? And welcome to Jump Podcast. This is your first time here. I want you to jump. And I'm not talking about jumping up and down. I'm talking about jumping into greatness and jumping into your future. What I do is I bring interesting guests just like you and me onto the show and just talk about what they've gone through, how to get through it, and how do they jump. So please welcome to my special guest, my special show, as everybody likes to know. And you can follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube. We're all over. Please welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing? Hi, thank you for having me. Oh, thanks for joining. Uh, give us a little background. Where are you calling in from? I'm calling from California, oh. in Bay Area, California. Oh. <laughs> right now, I just saw the sun. I saw some palm trees. I, just, <laughs> I had to put on a jacket today, a toque. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm kind of. But I'm from California. See, I'm still wearing a sweater. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's all good. It's all good. So please introduce yourself. My name is uh, Koka Grandma McDonald. I am a pediatric occupational therapist and a mother and an author. Okay, so let's backtrack. Okay. Born and raised, where are you from? I was born and raised in Ethiopia. Finished high school there and oh, I moved several places. I moved to, uh, I was in Cyprus for a little bit for college and I was in Indianapolis uh, for transferred, um, transferred to a, a pediatric. Actually, uh, uh, no, I was starting to study pre med before I found out about uh, occupational therapy. I met friends that inspired me and transferred to their occupational therapy program. Then my sisters live in California, so they convinced me to move <laughs> to California. So I transferred to California to finish my OT degree. All right. So, so you, I, I've been here for a while. Okay, but I heard you say sisters. How many siblings do you have? I have two. I have two older sisters. I'm the youngest one. Youngest oh. of three. Yes. Okay, so you're the baby. <laughs> yes. I'm always going to be the baby. <laughs> So tell me how that was growing up, like being, being, you know, the baby of the group. What, what were your dreams? What did you want to become? And how was it with two older sisters? Well, they moved for a school to here to the States when I was really young. So I kind of felt like I grew up as an only child, right? Mm -hmm. So it's interesting you asked me that question because 
I think when I was 10 or 11 is when I decided I wanted to study pre-med. I wanted a career that I just sat down one one day. I just looked up, okay, what is the career that can help a lot of people? And a doctor was the only one that came to mind. And um, when I started studying pre-med and I realized the, the demand when I moved here and I started researching on, on it and the time they don't get a lot of one-on-one you know right. that's why i i switched to occupational therapy because you get to keep your clients for a long period of time and you see them progress and um, you're in their life instead of like you have a lot of cases and you don't even know like i don't know my doctor <laughs> you know what I, mean? I see a lot of you don't have that relationship because they have they have a lot of demand right uh, but as a kid that's the one thing i thought so that was my dream that was my dream and to have my own apartment and a dog. That's, that's pretty much what I thought. <laughs> where, where does the dog come from? I don't know. I just thought I would go, you know, for a run. And then I just wanted a dog with me. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what's the dog's name? We got to find out what the dog's name is. Then. I did not have a dog's name. That's the thing. And I'm scared of dogs too. That's this, this unique thing. <laughs> I just have my own dog that I'm not scared of. Yeah. That you know who can like keep me with you know keep with me and um that's 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 that was the only thing I've envisioned and then <laughs> but the change I became an OT moved and learned a lot of things so okay. ended up getting married have kids now no dog <laughs> no dog okay we gotta get we gotta get you a dog if anybody's listening out there we gotta get her a dog all right that's, that's the thing yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not with the little kids. One day, one day. Don't tell them that uh, I always wanted a dog, but I can't handle with dog getting two kids. <laughs> so then how did you get, uh, I hear that your friends, you know, kind of curved you into this field and then you found out and you wanted the one-on-one. What have you mm-hmm. learned so far about being in this field? Oh, oh, occupational therapy is a really a great field for anybody who really like working with people because it's, um, it's a very broad um, program like I can work in any any disability or any any setting. Um, so as a, in school, you actually learn the whole broad part of occupational therapy. I can work with adults, kids. I can work in the psych unit. We have you name it. So we at the schools, you know, and uh, in the school we learned um, just how to help a person from really like be functional and be independent. So that's our goal of occupational therapy. So we are, you see an occupational therapist working with your grandparents. If they're like in a nursing unit, you see them working with kids. So our focus is can can this client function? And it depends on what that client's occupation is, right? Mm -hmm. So whatever is your occupation is, can we help you be more independent and capable? So that can be by trade by uh, giving rehab an accommodation or some sometimes even assistive technology there's so many things that goes with it the idea is like you be independent and functional and and have your own will of doing things on your own and feeling comfortable mm-hmm. around people so then yeah. how does this job change your life wow it's um it's an amazing journey for me because I always wanted to work with pediatrics, right? So pediatric, uh, and I've done uh, since I I became an OT, got my license about 2003 or 2004. 
and um, I got to work with a lot of families, a lot of um, a lot of kids. I don't maybe hundreds by now, right? So um, it gives you it gives you like an additional purpose in changing people's life. I think that's what I like about occupational therapy and working with kids is you, you can also I like the idea of looking at a case or a client and thinking outside the box and making something possible. So you, especially for parents, you, you are sometimes the first person they're going to interact when they find out their child has something. So um, you will give them hope, vision. And sometimes when you don't have answer, it's up to you to go research it and come up with answers, you know, okay. and or connection. So I think personally, um, I love that part of the job in working with kids and um, and connecting, you know, and, and being outside the box and, and creating, creating for them. And um, but I think personally, my career, you know, started to change because um, I got really into treatments and uh, without taking care of my own body, I was got so into taking care of my clients and. Um, I aggravate, aggravated my back and my neck, and it's, it's a hard work sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, when you do, and um, and became uh, all went on disability that affected me. Then I had to stop working. That was really hard because I love. I cannot think of anything else to do because I right. just and I spent like thousands of dollars getting all other trainings, and I cannot see myself doing anything else. And um, so that I stopped working for a while and started like okay let me start my own practice my husband is like just start your own you know mm-hmm. and um and I think that kind of started to snowball right so but the hardest thing was to learn to pivot and even for me to think outside the box for me I was like okay I cannot um provide services in the traditional way of OTs doing like you know on the floor playing with them which I, I wanted to do but I cannot do that. So in what other ways can I service? Right. That well, was you, the... you had your dream. You love what you're doing. Yeah. How can you keep the dream going and be still doing all the stuff you want to do? But, you know, hubby goes, God, ah, just to start your own. Ah, just go ahead and do it. And your <laughs> first thoughts was what? I think, um, you know, first I was like, yeah, I always said I wanted to do it. I should do it. But all, all the way, all course there's like the imposter syndrome it's like wait can I do it do I know what I'm doing you know am I the expert you know so there is that um the imposter syndrome part of it and about 2018 is when I even after I started my own practice and I was consulting and working with kids it just became really apparent like I cannot take on more physically anymore and be present at home so I think his idea was like the, his next level is like, why don't you just start, you know, blogging and do your website, just do what you love, that, do the part of it that you like the most, you know? And uh, my, of course, my first reaction is like, oh, no, I don't like writing, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I don't, and it's like, oh, do YouTube. Oh, I don't want to be on video. I don't want my face there. You know, I want to be, so uh, everything like I was, just writing was not my thing mm-hmm. and um but I was like, okay, I'm going to trust. I'm just going to go outside the box and see how it goes. And, right. uh, um, and just change the way I think about even writing. I start. I, I realized, okay, I love creating. I always create something for my 
um, my clients. So I'm like, I'm going to take these books as, as um, another tool instead of thinking I'm writing a book. Like mm-hmm. I have to change the way I think about it and got a coach and that teaches me how to write this books and learn how to do it. I followed, I realized if I'm going to do it, I'm, you know, I found this group that they were teaching um, they call self-publishing school and then I signed up with them. They walked me through it and um, it was easier. So I have someone else who's helping me, who knows what to do. And um, and they helped me actually believe in me. They just broke it down. Mm-hmm. So, and I start writing and I start actually loving it, you know, and, and I start connecting. So my idea was, okay, what are the things I really want as a, as a mom of two kids? Who need these treatments right. and and as a therapist starting out what did I need to make to make it easier for me like but first uh, I used to see like about seven schools close to 40 clients driving mm-hmm. all over I said you know so you have that many case and you have 30 minute or 45 minute a session how, how can you gather it all up into one easy step Yes, that I was more like, okay, it's everything I know is great, but mm-hmm. I need a practical that like in my cases, in my sessions, I, I want to be able to do something that I know I'm measuring, you know, right. like what, why am I picking this exercise? So I always actually was always online searching for books like the one I wrote <laughs> and I was waiting <laughs> for somebody else to create it. But then I was like, okay, now I have the time. Maybe I should do it because I'm not seeing clients. Um, and then um, I asked a group of OTs in a, some kind of Facebook group that I was in. It's like, anybody interested to be my beta readers? And then I think that convinced me like hundreds of people came. I was like, okay, this is a need. I'm not the only one, right? Um, so so let, me ask, let me ask you this. Were you scared? Because, yes. you know, all, all my viewers, this is why we're here on the show. It's called Jump. You got to take that that chance. Tell us about how you were scared what were you scared about um so the the work i was writing about is called reflex integration work it's a very it's kind it's a very in a way complicated way um that we are taught and for some for some reason too we've not we have not covered it at school so we have to take a lot of uh, cu units and um, education to understand it and I think my idea was to make it so simple that just anybody, a parent, a tired parent, a mom can pick up the book and be able to understand it. So as a therapist, and as um, there's this, maybe it's an internal fear, but there's this fear of feeling like, what do other therapists would think about this? What if it's... Um, uh, is not um, accepted, right? So, and, and when I start focusing more instead of that parent that I wanted to help, that therapist I wanted to help, when I start focusing more on what do people think of me, what other therapists think of me, that that kind of was paralyzing. So that's the one I had to stop. And even in the coaching work on the imposter syndrome like am I the right one should I wait another five years should I take more you know should I take more courses more, I mean more, time, I, more courses more of this but the more you wait yeah it's, I'm yeah you keep pushing yourself back yeah so I realized you know what no I have 
you know, since I've been trained with this treatment, I have used this treatment and given me results. I'm going to service these one percent of people. If I can service them, I'm servicing them. And mm-hmm. and then, you know, what really helped me is one of in the to understand that I'm. At first, I wanted I want to help everybody. That mm-hmm. that that is crippling. You will never help everybody. You can't. You can't. No. Yeah. So, but I was like, I'm gonna help those people I can help, and I'm okay not helping the other ones because they don't have to get the help from me. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like it, that's that's fine too. You know. Right. <laughs> so I just giving giving myself an out and them an out. I'm like, you don't have to like it. You mm-hmm. know, there's so many tools that are out there. Just just pick one. You know. But you like it. If if I'm the one that you like, then that's great. If you find yeah. something else, you find something else. Yeah, and, and then I, yeah, and, and then it's amazing though the feedback I was getting, and the therapist, and I really put myself as I was writing it. I was putting out. I was making it practical, right? So, mm-hmm. and uh, uncomplicating it. And sometimes it's hard in our field to go like that because some people want like it has to be this kind of clinical base. Did you mm-hmm. do this research? I'm like, there are times I don't have time in my session to, you know, like I have 30 yeah. minutes. What can yeah. I do? You can't, you, know? make, you can't make everybody happy. That's the yeah. main thing. You can't make yeah. everybody happy. And if you try to make everybody happy, eh, it's, yeah. it's, it's going to be a tough thing to do. So you got to do it for you. You got to make sure that you do it. And at the end of the day, are you happy? Are you happy with the product you put out? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then I used my own kits. So I have two kits mm-hmm. and um, had C-section with uh, with both both of them. And I knew that they were ha- going to have some reflex re- retention and cr- crawling was harder for my Uh, my oldest one, and I needed to do these trainings, you know, this reflex integration work that I've been training the past takes like an hour to do. And getting him to do it was a fight. And then I realized, okay, I'm expert, I'm trained, I have like all this, <laughs> but I can't get him to do it. So I really, it became re- real to me. I was like, I need, parents need a five to 10 minute activity that they feel like, you know, they can do. And we do do a lot of things with our kids and we just don't know it's therapeutic as well. And it's comforting to know a trained therapist to say, you know what, when you take them to the, let's say to the playground, um, you already are helping your child, but just do these things, right? All you need is like a, just a little tweak, right? So do focus on this thing. Um, when you're doing handwriting, you have five minutes, you already do these things, right? Like just work on these things. Let me help you, guide you. Um, so I started creating and even my illustrator, I was giving him a hard time. Like he will design me uh, like all my books. If you see, there's a lot of illustration in them. And I want my kids to look at the picture and understand what the exercise was. So I feel like right. if my four-year-old says they can name it, mm-hmm. that's good. So because like our clients are, what I want to target is yes, the therapist, but also their clients. Right. So if their clients like it and I'll take it to my sessions and uh, I'll give my book to my my clients, the little ones like two years old, uh, two second grade, third grade. And I have them like, okay, pick which one do you want to do? So it was easy to engage with them. Uh, so they became my testers as well. Um, so, so you use them to find out, is this real? Can I use it? Is it something that everybody's going to engage mm-hmm. with? So. Yeah. And you're taking steps. You're not doing it all at once. 
I like what you did. You did a little tester here. You found little those things here. You find little things here. And if things came up, you tweaked them. Yeah. And that's what the main thing is. It's like you're going to find mistakes in anything you do. And that's why you have people around you to tweak it. But you didn't stop. No. Yeah. And then I also got therapists who can read it and give me feedback, too. So they will... You know, I will say like first, the first one took me a while to take it out because I was the first book was harder because it's the first one. <laughs> and but I will ask them, these are the topics that I'm going to write. What do you want in it? Um, these are the pictures. What what do you think of this picture? Like kind of give, you know, they were in this Facebook group, so they will kind of give me feedback. So that was helpful. Um, this is what I'm thinking or having. Um, I know as a therapist, uh, for me, if somebody had created that for me, I'll be like, yes, give it to me. Um, but I wanted to have um, that as well. Um, but the difference is you're you're willing to take criticism. Yeah. You're willing to go to your other people and say, hey, what do you think? And they say, well, you should change this. You should change that. At mm-hmm. the end of the day, it's up to you. Yeah. But if you say, okay, I might do a little change here and here. Yeah. You got to be open to it and move on from there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here, let's have some fun. Okay. We're going to do a quick thing. Now that we get to know a little bit about you and a little bit about what you're doing, it's time for rapid fire. I need you to pick a letter A, B, C, or D. And then you just have like a quick boom to give me the answer. You have like 30 seconds to explain your answer. It might be one of these crazy answers, but you just got to keep going. All right. So let's go with rapid fire A, B, C, or D. Pick a letter. C. C. Here we go. You ready? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. What is success for you? Hmm. Success for me is uh, reaching as many people as possible with the work that I'm doing. Um, that'll be success. Like, that's how I'm kind of measuring it is like having these books out in the world and knowing that some family, some somewhere, somebody is benefiting from it. Okay. That's... Sunshine or sunset? Sunset. All right. What is your favorite color? <sighs> That's hard. I have multiple <laughs> colors that I like. I like um, I like orange and um, light green. <laughs> there you go. Chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. Favorite food? Hmm. I do like Ethiopian food. Okay. Favorite dessert? Tiramisu. What's the first thing you notice about someone when you first meet them? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Stop. Are you ready to maximize the impact of your podcast interviews and elevate your brand like never before? Stop wasting time on interviews that don't reach their full potential. With our cutting edge AI technology, You can transform your content into captivating marketing materials in just seconds. Don't wait for hosts to promote your work. Take control of your brand's narrative today. Click the link below and unlock the full potential of your interviews. Say hello to Proactive Marketing Mastery and watch your brand soar with Cast Magic. The facial expression. (laughs) Okay. Like smile or like, you know welcoming they're looking at you weird like hmm who's this person all right or give me that warm smile all right fashion advice you give uh, you've gotten what's the best fashion advice you've ever gotten don't wear more than three colors because i'm not good for matching 
my husband corrects me. I ask him like, what do you think? Um, all right, now we see why you love so many colors. All right. Yes. That makes sense. It makes sense now. All right. What was the best compliment you ever gotten? Oh wow. Um, I think best compliment I ever gotten. It has to be with um, with my work or with my kids. There my you kids. go. Yeah. And your favorite TV show? Favorite TV show. Uh, Merlin. <laughs> <laughs> there, see? There you, <laughs> you made it through rapid fire. Congratulations. There you go. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back. Don't go nowhere, everybody. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Charles. I'm Carolyn Dickinson, and I'm here to tell you that the Life Success Board systems are live. These success boards have massive impact. The system will allow you to be able to envision that anything is possible for every area of your life. It'll give you direction, it'll give you focus, and it'll keep you moving forward. There are eight success board systems available to you, plus bonuses. So for more information on this amazing system, click the link below. You don't want to miss it. Back to you, Charles. Hey, it's okay if you're driving or too busy to take notes. Charles has your parachute packed with all the info you need to jump into success. Check out the links section for all the tools you need to land safe. Now, let's keep falling with Charles and his special guest. Yes, we are back live. And like you said, all of uh, discounts, special offers, books like yours will be in this link description. You go to charlesmatthews.com and you can you know, get the link to get all the great books. So what we're talking about, information, discounts, it's all there. Charlesmatthewsjr.com. All right. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about the books. How many books is there? Let's dive into it. Um, right now, I have three books in the series. Um, I'm still writing the the rest. Um, I write specifically on um, reflex integration and act- activities that you can do in a play base. So, reflex integration through play. And so the idea is um, working on these specific reflexes um, in a playful way and activities that you can get um, your child to work or or your client to work with you. Um, a, in, in that way so that one you can continue to screen them mm-hmm. and work on skill because OTs we look at function skill and we're always observing and right. how can we do it in a way that is playful and recommendations for um, parents and teachers and uh, service providers and therapists as well so that's All right. what so what is the first book called the first one and I have it here they all go under the same um the same um, main titles, Integrating Primitive Reflexes Through Play and Exercise. This one is on the moral, the moral reflex specifically, and the moral reflex, um, and the AT- ATNR reflex. It kind of tells you like what reflex that we are covering in each of them. And just to give you a back, uh, background, what, what I'm talking about when I say reflexes is um, these primitive reflexes are... Um, almost like our internal code, movement code, um, that are um, created in us, right? So when we were born, we have it in them. And um, they're triggered by sensory uh, stimuli 
and um, head movement. It can be like stroking of the face, like for the rooting reflex or hand, you know, the baby will grasp. These are the reflexes we want to see when babies are um, born and they should be there. They should be present. But mostly with our kids, what we see is uh, they don't become dormant, but it'll continue to affect their development. And then that's when we see all kind of like developmental delays, um, motor de development issues and behavior and all this kind of thing. So um, this one is kind of each each book will focus on um, one of the reflexes and all the activity you can do. I think I was when I was doing some research about you, I went on your Facebook page and it was a newborn baby that just came out and they mm -hmm. grabbed the mask of the doctor. I think that was the yeah. doctor. Was it the doctor? And yeah. The grip on that little, like the newborn, and it, it pulled the mask right off. Mm -hmm. you, you yeah. He's smiling, but she's it's, it's got the baby's grabbed the mask and he's just grabbing it. I'm like, okay, the power, the strength that they had to pull the mask right off as soon mm -hmm. as they came out was amazing. So these are the little things that you, you look for and you talk about that it's, it's possible. Yeah. So the more reflex, for instance, is what is the reflex that are, helps the baby take the first breath. So it's important, right, for survival. So they're there for this natural process, and they're there for infant survival for the first year or so. And afterwards, they become dormant, and more intentional movement mm -hmm. and responses to the world come. So let me ask you this. What is what is the best feedback you've gotten so far from, you know, the time, the effort, and the skill you put into these books? I think that... The feedback that I've gotten from a lot of therapists is like how easy it is for them to incorporate it in their treatment tools as part of their sessions. I think that is for them. Some of them are saying like, oh, this is I always use it. I just this is part of my treatment plan now. You know, mm -hmm. so it's easy, easily they can easily incorporate it. They, for most of it, you don't even need equipment to do and you can you can see it um, right away. And just walking them through most of the things they probably know as well. I'm just guiding them to see in a different lens, right? So sometimes that's why you need. It's like, okay, I'm going to help you. You're doing this activity, but I'm going to show you how to look through it through the lenses of the reflex integration part. Mm -hmm. I think, and parents have seen, uh, the ones that connected with me, it's like they've seen um, behavior changes, even speech progression and um, less sensory issues that they were able to see. So that was something that was very exciting to me when a parent actually connects with me and say like, wow, finally, I know why my kid is doing I thought it was right. psychological something or right. something. But I'll, but to just be like, look, if it's a reflex is high, you can't, you can't out, um, you can't smart the brain, be smarter mm -hmm. than the brain, right? If the, you know, so you have to connect to the brain and make sure that these reflexes are dormant. Otherwise, you're not going to get anywhere, right? So um, it gives us like foundational too, like for us to be like, I know exactly. I, at least that's the type of therapist I am. Like <laughs> I go in a session, I, I want to know what did I do? Mm -hmm. How do I track it? You know, is this, and is this worth? And it's great feedback. All it is, it's great feedback. Yeah, it's been, it's been a great feedback All too. Right. So let's have time. Let's have some more fun. Here we go. Now time for victory.
It's now time for pick three. I want you to give me three numbers between one and 10. And those are the last three questions I'm going to ask you before we end our broadcast today. So give me three numbers between one and 10. One, eight, six. One, eight, and six. What is the one thing you wish you would have known before you got into writing? The one thing I wish I'd known before into writing um, is the importance of working on your mindset and um, working on yourself. Because most of the things when you create, when you come out, become, you know, take on this leadership position, um, 80%, 90% of the battle is in my head with myself, (laughs) you know? Um, So people are like, they're wanting the help from you as but i think the fight is in my head so i wish i knew mm-hmm. that's what I'm, I'm working on instead of like tweaking this tweaking that always stopping and working on myself there you go all right uh what are some great resources you found that helped you well self publishing for anybody who wants to write a book you know self-publish yourself um the coaching program I went through is very helpful. It's called Self-Publishing School. Um, they were a big resource. They're the ones who even put in my head that I should do this. I, I wasn't planning on writing. I never liked writing. So from a person who doesn't like writing to be writing all the, you know, creating and coming out, like you need a team behind you. And I didn't do this by myself. If I didn't have that, I would not have done it. Okay. And the lastly is where can we find you? Where can we listen to you? Where can we get some more information about you? Uh, we will have a lot of resources. Uh, you can use my website. Um, we're updating it, polaristherapy.com. Um, I am on Facebook. I have a free Facebook group for people who are reading my books. Um, it's Primitive Reflex Integration Exercises. Um, you can find me there. We also have a page on Facebook and you can connect with us. Um, I try to go live there and do some um, trainings and share ideas and answer people's questions in that group and do some kind of workshops. So that'll be a good place to find me. And you can also find the book on Amazon. All right, and I've just added that into the chat. If you wanna join the Facebook group, it's in the chat, click on it and join her there and get some more information. All right, now thank you so much for joining us on the show. Uh, we've learned a lot. And the thing is, one thing that I did take away is you took the time. You took the time to figure out what you wanted to do. You took the time. You didn't let it hinder you. And you said, you know, with, with every setback, you did something new and you took a chance and you jumped. And that's the one thing we want everybody to understand is it's time to jump. It's time to get into the action and do what you need to do. And jumping is all into that action. So before we let you go, does anybody want to say hi to any shout outs out there? Oh, for me? Yes. Oh, uh, shout out for my husband. <laughs> Taking care <laughs> of the kids now. He took the kids out because they're loud and, you know, sick. So say thank you. <laughs> there you go. See, and sh- shout out to him too because it was giving you that idea to move forward. Yeah. So I'm going to give him a shout out myself. There you go. Yes. All right, everybody. Listen, take the chance. Do what you got to do. You never know what you can achieve. Yes, there's going to be bumps in the road. But that's what they're there for. They're there for you to uplift yourself. So as I always say, you didn't have to listen. You didn't have to watch. But I'm glad you did. Say hi to somebody. We'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye. It's come to an end. But the fun doesn't have to stop here. 
If you have any questions, suggestions or feedback, head over right now to Twitter and Facebook and like, share and get involved. Join us next time. Please be advised that this podcast is meant for educational and informational purposes only and is in no way a replacement for legal or medical advice. The opinions contained within are solely those of the interviewers and interviewees and should be received as so. Those seeking help or advice are encouraged to obtain professional
Hey, hope you had a great time listening to the show. If you think I did a great job, please buy me a coffee. I still got a lot of work to do. We would love to hear from you, your feedback, so please click the link and leave us a review. You can help us grow by following us on all social media platforms and sharing this link. Once again, it's time for you to jump. Success is waiting.